Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 68 of the Ask the Coach Show, where we answer your table tennis questions. Today, we're going to talk about the banana flick, blinking when making a smash, how to generate more spin on your serves, and recovery after playing a forehand top spin. As always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Good morning, Alois. Good morning, Jeffrey, and I uh, hope you had a good weekend. Was, uh, yes, I certainly had a good weekend. Um, I went off to a cubing competition. I saw two people solve the Rubik's Cube in under six seconds. Unbelievable. Six seconds? Are they just like removing stickers and putting them back on in six seconds? How, how are they doing that? You try, try removing the stickers in six seconds. It's not yeah. so quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I couldn't even do that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes, but um, yeah, so yes. I'm, I'm still stuck around, you know, 45 second average, um, oh. so need more practice, that's what it's all about. Absolutely, more practice and you will get it down there. Five <laughs> seconds we're looking for from you, Jeffrey. <laughs> that may be a little out of my reach, but um, we'll see how we go. <laughs> so, Jeffrey, right. I've just got a question yeah. for you before we get started. Um, a few people often ask about you know, downloading um, the videos and things from our site. Um, and uh, there was a question there about, you know, how do you download it onto your iPhone? So as the super techie, can you uh, give us a heads up on that? Sure, sure. So our premium members get to download a certain number of videos per month. So if you're a monthly member, you get 10 per month. A quarterly member, you can download 50 per month. And yearly members, unlimited download. So you, you can download the videos to your computer, so you have them to keep forever and watch whenever you want. If you want to put them onto your iPhone, you first need to download them to your computer. So under each video for the premium members, there's a download link. So click on that to download your video. It downloads an MP4 format. Then what you need to do is you need to start up iTunes, and then you can take it from um, your computer and just drag it into iTunes. And then when you plug in your phone or your iPad, you go to the movie section, you'll be able to drag that um, video into your um, section to have it on your phone. So it's all about downloading it, putting it into iTunes, and then putting it on your phone. So it's really like a three-step process. So hopefully that helps people out. If you're still unsure, um, uh, send a, contact us, and we can help you out. Yeah, okay. That's, that sounds good. Uh, certainly... Uh... It's it's a relatively simple process once you know how, I guess, Jeff. Yeah, it is. I, I did make that sound too complicated, sorry. But, yeah, it's actually pretty simple. Download it to your computer, drag it into iTunes, and then on your phone, when you plug it in iTunes, you just say, include this video on my phone. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure people will get it once they, um, once they give it a go. All right, now, Alois... The Pink Sellers question of the day uh, yesterday was, how many training sessions did you do last week? Which is a, a not that interesting question for us because we're not really training much, but maybe in terms of coaching for you it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I probably coached, I don't know. Um, it's hard to say because I, I was in Tassie um, at the National AWB Championships for about three or four days. Um, then, yeah, came home and did some sessions at home. So, yeah, I don't know. I 
for me, you know, probably you know, ten or fifteen. But I think, I think, you know, looking at it from the players' point of view, it's really important that we um, that we try to just increase the number of sessions that we're doing um, to the level you know that you can cope with. So we always say, I mean, if if you're if you're working full time or you're studying full time and you're um, you know got a whole lot of other things on your plate then you just haven't got time to do 20 hours of table tennis. But, you know, if you have got time, if you can just add one extra training session into your week, you'll find a big change in your in your ability and your level. So, you know, always just look for, can I add one more session, you know, and one more quality session into my week? Yes, good point. One more quality session, yeah. Practice um, really does help. <laughs> yeah. All right, Alice, so the pink sales question of the day is, how high on the world rankings do you think Quadri Aruna can reach? Very interesting question. So um, leave your comment um, either on the YouTube video or on our blog. Go to pingseals.com, click on the blog link, and you'll find this show where you can leave your comment. We look forward to hearing your thoughts. And Alice, I guess we'll give our opinions tomorrow. Yes, yeah, Quadri Aruna certainly had a breakout year in uh, 2014, um, so uh, yeah, let, let's see how, how far our viewers think that he can get in 2015. Great. All right, well, let's get into the questions. Um, first up, an interesting one from Lucas, who asks, so usually I use a low tomahawk serve, and it works quite well. The only problem is I don't get much side spin on the ball. Sometimes I get a lot and sometimes I get almost no spin at all. Any tips on how I can produce more spin on the ball? Yeah, so um, the, the tomahawk serve is, a, is one that's difficult to generate a lot of spin because um, you, you, you usually just got from here to here, you haven't got a lot of action, and it's hard to use your wrist effectively uh, with the tomahawk serve. Some things you can do is just loosen your grip a little bit, um, so that you can utilize your wrist in this full motion there. Okay. If you've got um, the grip there, then you're using your wrist in that motion, which doesn't give you as much, um, much, much movement. So by loosening your grip, you can generate a bit more movement with your wrist, therefore generating a bit more um, spin and speed. Um, to, to generate more, more spin on your serve. Um, so that's probably the best way to do it. But as I said, with the tomahawk, not one that you're really going to get a lot of spin um, unless you really get down nice and low and do that sort of action. So really get there, there and, um, and play a full motion with your serve. So, so there's a couple of options for you. Um, often, though, you'll find that the top players, when they're using their tomahawk serve, are just thinking about placing the ball well and keeping the ball um, really low with the tomahawk serve. Yeah, good tips there, Alois. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because he says sometimes he's getting some spin, so he must be just uh, getting a slightly different contact occasionally. But variation can be good, but obviously you want to mean that variation. Yeah, so yeah, the con the, maybe perhaps the contact is varying a little bit in what you're doing. So maybe sometimes you're getting a good brushing contact and sometimes you're hitting the ball a little bit flatter. So yeah, so you can just concentrate on getting that um, that brushing contact. The other thing is to just get that ball on the leading edge there as well. 
So by getting the ball on the leading edge, you're going to, um, in general, generate a little bit more um, more spin. Yeah, and serving is one of those areas that does um, require a lot of practice because you're trying to get a very fine contact to generate a lot of spin, but also you're trying to move the bat through fast, and those two things together are not easy to do. No, it's, it's not easy, and that's why serving is difficult, So, and that's why we need to practice it a whole lot. Um, serving is such a fine skill, fast action, um, fine brush, makes it difficult. So just get out there and practice it a lot. All right, well, thanks for the question, Lucas, and hopefully that has helped you out. The next question is from Nick, and Nick says, if you would answer my question, I would be very grateful. In which point at your bat must the ball be hit for the banana flick? Okay. Yeah, so um, a little bit similar to what we talked about uh, briefly there with the tomahawk serve. So you want to get the ball on the leading edge. So if you're coming in and doing the banana flick that way, so this is the leading edge here. So you want to try and contact the ball um, around there on the bat. So if you get the ball there, you're going to get um, a little bit more speed. When I say leading edge, I don't mean on the edge there. I mean... Um, on the rubber, but close to that leading edge here. So if you contact the ball somewhere there, you're going to um, get the best spin and the best um, best effect on the stroke as well. So um, It's an interesting one, Alloy. So for people first trying out that stroke, do you kind of, um, if you're coaching them, do you talk to them and say you should be trying to contact it here, or do you get them to focus more on the start and the finish first and then have that as a later step. Yeah, def definitely the start and the finish is the important part, getting the action correct, um, and then you can um, add some um, spin or effect by getting the ball on the leading edge. So certainly initially, just get that ball right in the middle there if you can. Um, it's a difficult enough stroke as it is, so aim for the middle, and then you can start to think about where you're hitting the ball on the racket as you, as you progress the stroke. Okay, well, thanks for the question, Nick. And strangely enough, that's got me thinking about breakfast. But anyway. Um, <laughs> now, uh, next question is from Phil. He says, my hitting partner and I were discussing that we think we blink when our opponent hits a hard smash or a drive. So we lose track of the ball at a critical time. What is your experience with this? And do most players do it? Is there a way to stop this? Um, yeah, I think uh, the your your thinking needs to be around um, how well you're focusing on the ball. If you're focusing on the ball really well, then there won't be the blink because you'll be um, you'll be totally absorbed in watching the ball. If you watch the best players when they play, basically they don't blink for the rally, so they will they will have their eyes open um, and watching the ball completely um, for that for the entire rally. Um, it happens a little bit. You'll see also. I mean, with hundred meter runners, sometimes you know they'll they'll their eyes will be really wide open because they are so focused on what they're doing and focused on the finish um, that their eyes are like that when they're when they're running. Um, you'll find also when players are playing um, during the rally, their eyes will be quite open, um, so they won't be they won't be blinking. Um, the rally only lasts for you know two, three seconds or so. So um, so usually um, they will try to not, well, not they will try to not blink, but they won't blink because they'll be so absorbed in watching 
uh, the ball. So when that ball goes up in the air, sometimes um, we blink because there's a little bit of a thought process happening like, oh no, he's going to smash the ball at me, um, and then you tend to blink. Rather than that, try to think about just focusing on the ball and watching that ball really carefully uh, while the ball's up in the air, and you'll find that while the blink will disappear, um, but your focus will be better, you'll be able to actually track the ball better and hopefully um, uh, see the ball a little bit quicker and return it, perhaps. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, good tips there. Um, it's interesting, Alice, because I was just editing our new forehand smash video, which I'm hopefully going to upload to the site uh, this week. But we did some close-ups of me smashing, and I was surprised to see that as the ball came in, my eyes seemed to get really wide just before I smashed the ball. It, it freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be freaked out. It's just your focusing, Jeff. It's a good thing. Excellent. All right, Phil. So, um, yeah, try that. Try focusing more on the ball, especially on those high ones. Don't relax. And, um, yeah, so focus on the ball. That's the key. Thanks for the question. All right, now the next one is from Taran Kamal, who says, uh, me and my practice partner often um, practice our topspins, but after hitting the first topspin, I'm not able to return the second one. How can I hit the second topspin and return to my position quickly? Yeah, so there's a couple of things there. The first thing is to make sure that you're maintaining your balance uh, while you're playing the stroke. So while you're playing that first topspin, make sure that you're in a balanced position, nice and low, crouched. Then stay in that position while you make the stroke. So if you're throwing yourself off balance when you make that first stroke, then the next one's going to be really difficult um, to play. So first thing is balance, staying down nice and low. The second thing is that often the second forehand topspin um, will go off the end of the table. And that happens because we, we don't adjust um, with uh, between the amounts of spin that's on the ball, especially if they've pushed the ball to you on the first ball and you make the lifting topspin and then they block or they topspin the ball back at you. Um, there's a slight adjustment you need to make from the lift to the forward to get that ball onto the table. So that's the other really um, important thing that you need to focus on. And we have, do have a lesson in our, um, I think it's in our masterclasses on the follow-up forehand um, that, uh, that we have there for our premium members. Um, but um, that's a really good one for just showing you um, how to cope with that, that next forehand ball as well. But um, yeah, so think about your balance and then think about uh, the trajectory of your stroke on the follow-up forehand as well. Okay, so yeah, so when you play the first one, you've got to make sure you finish and still have a good stroke, and then you're in the right position, and then make sure. And if you're in a well and ba well balanced position, that makes it easier to get back for the second ball, I guess, alloys. So, what's a good way um, for uh, Charan Kamal to practice this? Um, yeah, so. Uh, Practice, practice playing continuous forehands, forehand topspins, and just really focus on um, your balance position while you're playing the forehand first. So do it slowly. Make sure your topspin is controlled. Make sure your balance is good. Make sure your stroke is, is good. Um, the more consistent topspins you can make, the better balance you're going to have. Or, yeah, um, chicken and the egg, but you need to have that balance to play that um, consistent topspin. 
Um, so, so focus on that. Focus on playing continuous topspins um, and, and see if you can start to improve that next forehand. Great. And um, Taran Kumar, we've got a consistency chart. I'll put a link in the show notes. And so maybe it'd be good to keep track of your um, the record number of topspins you can do when you're practicing, just as a, a motivating factor. So I'll leave that in the show notes. So thanks, everybody, for watching. That wraps up episode 68. Make sure you visit pingskills.com and check out our great site there. Lots of informative information, and you can always sign up for our free newsletter to get great table tennis tips. Okay, thank you, Alois, for um, all your insightful uh, answers. Thanks, Jeff. And, uh, yeah, another interesting showdown, and um, we'll see you all tomorrow morning. See you guys. All right, thanks, everyone. See you later. Have a great day.